house. Welcome to First Wednesday. Let's all stand to our feet. Now, I know some of you, you're, you, you went into the day and you were like, is it Friday? Because it's been a really long week and it's really only Wednesday. But let me tell you what, we're going to come into this place. We're all going to be on common ground here tonight. We're going to lay aside everything that's been going on. I know some of you got stuff going on at work. Some, you know, yelled at the kids before you came in here tonight and and that's okay but let's just put all of that aside and let's sing in faith and in celebration tonight that God's going to take care of all of that stuff and we're just going to clear our minds tonight and we're going to focus on him can we do that Father God, we are here tonight to worship you, to celebrate all that you are, God. We're going to give you our very best tonight. We're going to give you our very best because you are worthy of our very best. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Let's put our hands together. I was buried beneath my shame. I was an orphan, 
before we sing some more of this song, I gotta make sure that you have the right perspective. Because this is a really fun song. Like, I love this song. This song just like really good. Doesn't it get you going, Brenda? I mean, not just the words, but it's fun with the, with the drums and the kick and you know, you're just doing this, you know, and Matt on the guitar. You know, this is just a really cool, really fun song. But I'm not interested in playing cool and singing cool songs. I'm interested in the meat of what this song is. See, the truth of the matter is, is that God doesn't need our worship here tonight. You want to know why? Because he has tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of angels that are worshiping him around the throne right now. He has angels that are saying day and night, they never stop. Holy, 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 holy. So he doesn't actually need our worship tonight. But guess what? We get to come to this place and we get to worship him. We get to worship him. But we don't just get to worship him, we get to worship him from a different perspective than the angels worship him. See, they're just worshiping him because that's what they were made to do, to just say, holy, holy, holy. But you and I, we worship him because while we were yet sinners, while we were yet dead in our sin, he came. He came for you and he came for me. And he rescued each and every one of us. So we worship tonight as the redeemed. We worship tonight as the redeemed. The angels can't say that. So we worship in a whole different light and a different perspective. So tonight, when we go back to this, I needed rescue, my sin was heavy. I hope that, that now you have different perspective of what these words actually mean and the worship that we get to bring him here tonight, right? Come on, let's sing this. I needed rescue. You could do better than that. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future, my eyes are open. It's when you hold my hand.
lift up the biggest shout we've got into this place. I think you guys were so loud that we couldn't even really hear ourselves and each other up here. That's awesome.
worship you. There's nobody like you in all the earth, Father.
I, I really sense that, that one line that says, you bring light to the darkness. I felt like, like God said, all right, I want to give you an opportunity to allow him to bring light to the darkness. Because sometimes we close the door and we won't let him in. So I don't know what that means. I don't know who that is. I just know you're kind of in a place where you can't fully engage and you can't fully be involved. And so you're not allowing God's light to shine in the darkness. God knows what the darkness is. You know what the darkness is. You don't have to tell us. Just open the door and let God's light shine in the darkness. So can we just be, the only word that comes to my mind right now is contemplative. Can you take just a moment and search your heart for any of that, of that darkness that might be preventing you from really soaring in the things of God and what he has planned for you and open up the door. I'm thinking of like, you know, a room that's dark there's, and there's no light fixture in the room. It's dark. There's no windows. There's no lights. There's nothing. It's dark. But when there's light outside of the room and you open the door, guess what happens? The light comes in. So would you do that right now? Would you just think about that and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what that is? And open the door and let his light shine in the darkness. Holy Spirit, have your way. Show us. spoken to us and we thank you for what you're going to speak to us father our minds are open our ears are open our eyes are open and our hearts are open to receive whatever it is that you have for each and every one of us here tonight father we're hungry for you we're thirsty for you we want to hear directly from you god Father, that you are faithful to speak. So God, we submit ourselves again right now in this moment to you. We yield ourselves to you. 
we surrender to you again right here, right now. We say, have your way. Have your way in our hearts, Father. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's people said, amen. Before you take a seat tonight, why don't you turn to a few of your neighbors and welcome them to First Wednesday. It's great to be here tonight. Man, I sense the presence of the Lord. I told Anita, I said, I feel like something is going to break, something's going to change. Tonight's not a regular night. It's just, it's far from that. Uh, and I, I appreciate you being here because you're hungry. You know, it'd be easy to stay home. And I mean, if you're sick or you're in, I understand that. But sometimes people just take the easy route. Well, you know, I got to get up in the morning. I got to go to work. Well, guess what? There are people that are here tonight that got to be at the airport at four in the morning. It'd be easy to stay at home. But here, some of you worked hard all day. Some of you came straight from work to here. Why? Because you're hungry. You're hungry. And you see, there's something that happens when you're in the house. It's not only what for you, but it's also what God can do through you to someone else. So I just really appreciate it, and I just sense that those of you that are in the house tonight, something special is going to happen. Those of you that are watching, I was just looking here, all the people that are watching online from different locations, and I just want you to know how much I appreciate you watching with us and being with us. If you want to go ahead and open up your Bible and turn to Ephesians 6, I'll be there in a little bit, but I, want to, I just really want to preface tonight by uh, what God has been saying to me for the last uh, couple, three weeks as I've been looking into what we're going to be sharing tonight youth that are in the house would you give these guys a hand give these guys a hand those of you who served last night at the um, uh, at the uh, event national night out with the Leesburg Police Department I mean, it was just hundreds of people came through. I don't know how many. We gave out T-shirts, yo-yos, everything else, uh, pictures, all with the Father's House logo on it. So there's a lot of people this week going to see the Father's House around. But thank you for those of you who served, and we're just so thankful that you are here tonight. Wow. Sometimes we have ups and downs, right? Anybody ever experienced mountain peaks and valleys? Anybody ever experienced difficulties? Storms? Guess what? Those things come into everybody's life, believers and non-believers. But there comes a time, and that's what I want to talk about tonight. There comes a time when it seems like that in your personal life, in your family, in your business, or even at the church, it seems like that all hell breaks loose on you. 
And see if you identify with this. You feel overwhelmed. You feel under your, a major attack. It seems like that the world around you is being shattered. Your dreams are being destroyed. Your hopes are being diminished. And it seems like that hell is after you and your name has come to the top of the list of somebody that hell wants to take out. The Bible describes that as the evil day. Not a evil day, but the evil day. So it's a, it's a major assault. And, and I want you tonight to know how to approach tonight. Like, and those Lord, you're going to need normal stuff. It's not going to work for you. When you face that evil day, normal stuff that you used to do doesn't work for you anymore. Playing to church and coming to church when you feel comfortable or, or, or loving God when you feel comfortable. No, you're going to need the supernatural. So I want to be sure that I've got the right topic in the right place tonight. Can anybody identify tonight with what I'm talking about and the evil day in your life? A massive spiritual assault coming against you. Well, guess what? I got some good news for you tonight. Paul saw that day coming in Ephesians chapter 6. And, and look, there's not going to be on the screen tonight. I want you to look into your Bible. I wanted our team in the back to just be able to be free to just listen tonight. So it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, finally, coming to the conclusion of this, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to what? Stand against the wiles of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. There it is again. In the evil day, not a evil day, but in the evil day. Stand in the evil day. And then having done all there is to do, do what? Stand. Stand, therefore. Look at it, he says it again. Having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith with which you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. How? In the Spirit. We've been talking on Sundays about, I've got the power. Paul says, look, for what we're facing in the evil day, you've got to spend some time praying in the Spirit or with the Spirit. I'm going to talk a lot about that this Sunday. You don't want to miss. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Father, we thank you for your word. Paul had a revelation here, and boy, we need this revelation. We've read this passage over and over. Many of us have memorized it. We've heard sermons on each of these different um, parts of the, of the armor. But Lord, I just come to you tonight, and I ask you to Give us a revelation into this passage and how to stand in the evil day. Because this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. The tremors of the most horrible evil day are coming. And Lord, if we're not able 
if we're not able to walk in a day like this, how are we going to stand when we have to run with the horsemen? Lord, we forgive us for forgive us for always seeking the easy stuff, getting upset when we face storms and difficulties, getting upset when we're in challenges. Lord, remind us, remind us that when we surrendered our life to you, we said for better or worse, in good times or bad times, that we'll stand and we'll give you the glory and we'll keep our focus on what means more to you, and that's winning the lost at any cost. And so tonight, Lord, I pray, please, Lord, guard my mouth. Let me not to say anything that I shouldn't say, but Lord, give me the courage to say everything I need to say. Give me understanding. I desire earnestly the best gifts to flow through me tonight. I desire the best gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow through our team that's here tonight for prayer. Lord, we seek you. We ask for understanding beyond our natural ability. Lord, show us from a different perspective what we're going through and why we're going through it. Forgive us for our complaints. Forgive us for our whining. And Lord, give us the moral strength, the spiritual strength, that when we've done all that we know to do, we don't throw in the towel, but we stand. We stand. We stand. We stand. I've shared this with you before that anything visible and physical is preceded by that which is invisible and spiritual. In other words, anything that we see that's going on in a person's life, you see, wow, man, they've got, they seem to have some victory in their life and some joy in their life. You see that visibly. But you see, the way that they receive that is that in the invisible spiritual realm, they were able to stand and pray, seek God, pray in the Spirit, do those things. I mean, it even works the same way. Uh, some of you that, you know, that you have a, a, a bod for God, all right? So people say, oh, wow, man, I wish, how do you, how'd you get that way? I wish I could look that way. Well, then look what that you didn't see in the times when they didn't want to work out, in the times when they didn't want to eat right. You see, it's, that, it's in that invisible realm. So what I'm saying to us tonight is, if we want victory in our life for whatever struggle that we're going through, first of all, we've got to get beyond just seeing it in the natural and seeing it with the visibly what we can see. We've got to get a little higher, and we've got to be able to see what does that look like from a heavenly perspective? What does that look like from where Jesus is sitting? I wonder tonight, I just really wonder this. If we were to sit down with Jesus, and we just say to him, Jesus, man, I'm going through fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And man, I just don't know how much more I can take. I don't know how much more I can go through. This is really horrible. I wonder if he would look at you and stare at you just a little bit and just with that stare remind you, why are you so focused on yourself? Why are you so focused on what you're going through? Didn't I say that you would face those battles? You've got to be able to see what you're going through right now in the natural from a different vantage point from his vantage point. Oh, God, help us tonight. So where are you trying to stand? 
Or you say, well, I'm going to battle this right now. I'm going to, I'm going to read two new books on this and help me with this. And, and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to get back at that person that done me wrong. And I'm going to do all of that. No, it's not. What we're doing right now is not in the natural. Where are you standing? Where are you sitting? How are you viewing what you're going through right now? Look at this. Jot this verse down. You can look at it later. Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. But God, who is in his rich in his mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved. How many of you have been saved? So if that's true then, the next part of this verse, verse 6 says, and he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, well, we're going to endure, and if we endure to the end, one of these days, he's going to lift us up, and we're going to be seated with the Lord in the heavenlies. You see, that, that phrase there, that phrase there that says heavenly places means a spiritual realm. Say spiritual realm. Spiritual realm. He has raised us up together to sit together in the spiritual realm in Christ Jesus. Not he's going to, but he's already seated us. So where you need to see where you're seated tonight according to his vantage point. You're seated in the spiritual realm with the victory that Jesus has in your life. If that makes sense to you tonight, say amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Look, say this with me. Thank you, God. I'm not fighting this battle for where I am right now, but I'm rising up in the spirit to see how you see. And I see this from your heavenly vantage point, and you've already won the victory, and the victory is mine tonight in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. When your life is shattered, when you're trying your best to walk with God, but it seems like your dreams your health, your stability, your resources, and your future is under an attack. During these times, we have to pull ourselves away from the battle and view it from a heavenly place or a spiritual realm that we can fight those. Because in the natural, in the natural, what you see doesn't make sense. You're saying, why am I going through this? I'm, I'm praying more, I'm reading more, I'm more concentrated, I'm more focused with where I am. Why am I? You see, for you to understand why you're going through what you're going through, you've got to see it not by just what's happening natural, but let me see, let me rise up above this and see if God is preparing to do something in me. If I'm about to have a breakthrough and not a breakdown, but a breakthrough and the enemy sees that. You see, if you weren't under attack right now, he wouldn't, bo he wouldn't bother you if you weren't serious. If you don't want to get serious and draw close to God, he's not going to bother you. He's already got you in la-la land and he's, he's la-la'd you to sleep and singing a lullaby and saying, don't worry, it's all good, just take care of yourself. But the moment you get serious, the moment you dig in is often the times that we have the biggest crisis because he knows I've got to stop him because if I don't, but here's what we do. We get in the natural. I don't understand why this has happened to me. Why am I going through this? No, I'm going to get in a heavenly place and I'm going to see myself as Jesus sees me. I'm going to see through his eyes. So how are we going to make it through the evil day? 
Three times he says, stand firm, stand firm, stand firm. What he's saying, don't quit. The temptation when we get in times like that is to quit, right? We back away from church. We back away from devotion. We back away from giving. We back away from serving. No, it's not. He said, when you've done all that, you need to stand, not throw in the towel when the world is collapsing around you. You have to understand this, these things. Number one, if you want to jot this down, you might, you might want to jot this down because you might need it later. If you're, not, if you're not going through a crisis right now, jot it down. You will soon. We're either coming out of a crisis, going into crisis, in the middle of a crisis, or hoping to God that we can bypass a crisis. And he said, no, no, no. Here it is. Write this down. People and things are not the issue. People and things are not the issue. He said, for we wrestle. He doesn't say we're in dialogue. He said, we wrestle not with flesh and blood. People and things are not the issue. Now, they may be the conduit for the problem, but they're not the source of your problem. He said, you're fighting principalities in the heavenly realms. He said, what you're facing is a spiritual battle in the unseen, and if you try to fight it in the natural, you're going to miss what he's doing. He says, listen, you say, yeah, but look, look what they've done to me. Look how they treated me. Look what they did. And I just, I'm, I'm going to get them back for what they did. I, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to pay them back. I, 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 um, I talked to somebody last night and the Lord today in my morning prayer gave me a word for them. And I was going to share this with them because I, I copied off a, a bunch of translations of this one verse. Proverbs 20 and 22. And as I was thinking about, I'm going I'm to give this to the person that I talked to last night because they've, they've been done wrong. They're continually being done wrong. And they're trying to stand as good as they can in the midst of that. And I, and I thought, this is a scripture I need to give to that person. But in prayer time just a few minutes ago, the Lord said, no, he's not the only one. But there are a lot of people here tonight that are struggling with what people have done to you and you're struggling in the midst of that. I want you to listen to Proverbs 20, 22. This may be a word for you. I'm going to read it through several translations. Do not say, I'm going to repay them evil. Wait expectantly for the Lord, and he'll rescue and save you. Another translation says, don't say, I will avenge this evil. Wait on the Lord. He'll rescue you. Don't say, I'll repay this evildoer. No, wait on the Lord. He'll save you. Don't try to get even. Trust in the Lord and he'll help you. Don't ever say, I'll pay them back for what they did to me. Wait for the Lord. He'll make things right. Do not say, I'll get even with you. Wait for the Lord. He'll rescue. Don't say, I'll pay you back for the wrong you did. Wait for the Lord and he'll make things right. Don't take it on yourself to repay a wrong. Trust in the Lord and he'll make it right. Don't ever say, I'll get you for that. Wait on the Lord. He'll settle the score. Listen to this. This is my favorite from the Passion. Don't ever say, I'm going to get even with them if that's the last thing I do. Wrap God's grace around your heart, and he will be the one to vindicate you. Wow. 
If that's a word for you, something in your life, somebody's done you wrong, and you've been carrying that and say, I'm in a financial difficulty because of what somebody didn't know. They're not the problem. They're not the source of the problem. The conduit, yes, because the enemy worked through them. But you're seated in heavenly places, and you realize my issue is not with that person. My issue is in the spiritual realm with the enemy that doesn't want me to prosper, doesn't want me to break through, doesn't want me to walk in the victory that God has for me. When you're under fire, when you're under demonic attack, when you're suffering, listen to this. Please grab this revelation. Take your stand in the place where Jesus Christ has already suffered and won the victory. Grab hold of the strength of the Lord, not from what you have done. It's not of your works, but you let him lift you up into that place and say, I am seated in Christ in his victory, and every victory that he has is my victory, and I receive that today. Don't run away from God, but run to God. Don't evade, but embrace him. You say, well, how do, I, how do I handle this? Well, he says we need to get dressed for spiritual success. If you go for a job, they say dress for success, right? I wish you could see through spiritual eyes that some of you showed up naked. Maybe you need to see yourself. Have I really put on what Paul said? Or I just assume that it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's like a, it's like an amusement park. Jesus has saved me. I'm on my way to heaven. Everything is supposed to be good. I'm never supposed to have any difficulties. He never asked me to sacrifice. He never does anything. And so, so I'll just, I'll, I'll just do that. No, he says, you need to do some things. You need to dress for spiritual success. You ever been to a, a parade, maybe around Veterans Day or another day in which that all of our men and women have on their nicest uniform, carrying their weapons and marching down that parade. You see, when our military is marching in a parade, they love to show off their weapons. But when they're in war, they use their weapons, not merely show them off. So where are you? Are you using the weapons that he has given you? Or do you just want to polish them up and make sure everybody sees how, how, how good they are, how wonderful they are? In verses 14 through 18, he says, look at this. Stand. Look. He says, put on the belt of truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. He's saying, you do this. He, he says, this is not, don't just assume this happens. When you look at this in the, in the original Greek, it's, it's something that we do continually. It's not once for all, but it's a daily thing of putting these on. Put on your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Take the shield of faith with which you're able to quench all the fiery darts. They use the shield because, you know, the enemy would shoot flaming arrows at you 
You've seen some of those movies. They all connect their shields together, hold them, hold them over their heads. Why do they do that? Because when that fiery dart hits it, it just falls off. That's why it's important for you to be in church. That's why it's important for you to be in relationship with other people so that when the enemy shoots those fiery darts, you can lift up your, you can lift up your shield, but your shield is not the only shield. Uh, you, you hook it onto the person that's next to you. Look at the person next to you, and you hook it onto them, and you hook it on to the next person. You hook it on to the next person. That's why it's important to be in a life group. You hook up that shield so when the enemy tries to pull you aside, tries to keep you home, tries to isolate you, and you got your little low shield about this wide, and man, I mean, you're hitting everything. No, I'm going to come alongside of you. I'm going to hook my shield with you, and we're going to stand, and we're going to hold up those shields against the fiery darts of the enemy to keep him from coming into our life and affecting us. And then he says, I want you to take the helmet of salvation. Put it on so the devil doesn't beat your brains out, okay? And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. If you don't have a word for what you're going through, you don't have a weapon. If you don't have a word for what you're going through, that's what you're going to get tonight. If you'll catch this tonight, the Lord's going to give you a word. So tomorrow when the enemy comes at you, you'll say, hey, I, here's my sword. Here's what God said to me last night. And you can't pull me down because I have a word on that and I'm going to battle with it. You don't battle with Don't mess with me, devil. Oh, God, please help me. Help me. No, that's not what you battle with. I have a word. If you don't have a word, you don't have an instrument to battle with. What's the word? What is God saying to you? What is he saying in the midst of this? If nothing else tonight, he's just saying, I'm going to lift you up into a spiritual realm so that you can see things differently. And once you see things from my victory, you'll understand that I'm working it all out for his glory and not yours. He says, in praying always, he said, I want you to do those. You say, well, yeah, okay, so Terry, you say I should put those on every day. Yeah, I'll put on the, you know, put on the breastplate, put on the shield, put on the armor, put on that. You say, oh, man, my, my memory doesn't work so well. Can I give you a shortcut? Can I give you a shortcut? If you want to make it hard, just go ahead. But let me give you a shortcut. Here's a shortcut. You may not remember all the pieces of the armor, but let me make it easier. Romans 13, 14, put on Christ. Put on the Lord Christ. Put on the Lord Christ. Get up in the morning. Wow. All of those armor. I, I know they're there. I can't memorize all of them, but I memorize this. All of those pieces of armor represent me putting on Jesus. So Jesus, today, I'm getting ready to go out. I'm facing what I can, what I can see, but I know you're, you, you see above that, and so I'm putting you on, Jesus. I'm putting you on. You say, I thought you was already a Christian. I am a Christian, but I'm putting him on. I'm dressing up. I'm putting him on. Why? Because when I put on truth, I'm putting on Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. When I put on righteousness, Christ is my righteousness. When I put on peace, Jesus said, here on this earth, you're going to have troubles and trials, but take heart because I have overcome the world. When I put on the helmet of salvation, I'm putting on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of my faith, and I will finish. When I put on the word, the sword of the spirit, 
It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. If you can't remember all the armor, remember this. I put on Jesus today, and I will be victorious in this battle. Jesus is the full armor of God. When the doctor says, I don't have an answer for you, when everything's turned against you, when you don't know, no, it's just, you say, well, how do I put him on? How do I put Jesus on? Well, verse 18, he tells us, here's how you put on the armor. It's not like you get up and you have little pieces. Okay, I'm going to put on these shoes, and they represent, I'm going to put on this, and it's represent Jesus. No, no, look, here's what he says. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. The way you put Christ on is that you fight the battle through prayer. If you don't remember anything else tonight, write this down and remember this. Prayer is relational communication with God. Prayer is relational communication with God. Say that with me. Prayer is relational communication with God. Say it again. Prayer is relational communication with God. A lot of people never pray until they get in a battle. They don't know how to stand strong in the Lord in the midst of the evil day because they haven't been standing in the Lord day by day in relationship. Prayer is not something that I do because I'm in a crisis. Prayer is birthed out of a relationship and intimacy with Jesus. I've met him every day. I, I read the word. I pray. You say, do you always feel it? No. I don't always feel it. But I do it. Why? Because I know that one day I'm going to be in the evil day. And I don't want at that moment to try to figure out, well, what was that prayer? Pastor Tim, please call. Please, please pray for me. I know we haven't been to church in six weeks. And I know we haven't done this. I know we haven't tied. Would you please pray? No, no, no. That's panic prayer. That's not out of relationship. Out of relationship is when I'm going through a battle, I remember that I am seated not in what I'm going through right now, but I'm seated in an invisible spiritual realm, and I'm seated right beside Jesus. How would your prayers change daily if you saw yourself in your mind seated with Christ as you pray? But that doesn't happen out of memorizing prayers. It happens out of having a relationship with him, that you have an intimacy with him. You've spent time with him. You take time to worship him. You take time to be with him. You say, well, how do you develop that kind of lifestyle? Paul said to the Thessalonians in chapter 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians 5 and 17, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? I mean, I just go around all day. No, it just means that when something crops up, the first thing you do is you pray about it. It means when you get in your car and you're driving down the road, maybe a Christian song comes on that just touches your heart. Oh, thank you, Lord. I just want to worship you a while. I just want to maybe sing in the Spirit for a while. Maybe I want to just pray in the Spirit for a while. Another crisis comes a little later. It doesn't mean that you're, you're getting away for an hour or two. Thank God for our intercessors who can pray longer than that. Most of us, if we do three to five minutes, we've done good. And then you feel guilty that you haven't. But you see, if you do three to five and you do it all day long, it makes a difference. 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 You know what the, the Passion Translation says this. Pray without ceasing. But here's what the, the Passion says. 
Make your life a prayer. Make your life a prayer. The attack that most of you are going through right now, some of you are going through attack because your life is out of order. I'm sorry. You're out of order. You're not in alignment with God. Well, I don't know why God's not answering my prayer. Because you're living in sin and you're not in alignment with his word. Well, we'll look at the scripture in just a minute. But the attack that most of us are going through is from devil and demons. Don't lose sight of that. Demons are rogue angels. They're part of the devil's spiritual mafia that wants to attack you in spirit to bring pain in the physical. Remember? So what's the Bible answer to demons? Angels. One-third of that mafia fell, but two-thirds are still fighting. All believers, the best we can understand, are assigned at least an angel. Some of you have more than one. And I probably have worn mine out. How about you? All believers are assigned at least one angel. And the job of that angel is to look after your well-being. One of the things that they do is to thwart the enemy, demonic, angel, demonic spirits from totally defeating you, bringing you to a place of defeat. When we pray, we engage God, and the Holy Spirit activates that angel. I mean, look, who better to know how to fight angels would be an angel? So who better to know how to fight that demonic spirit that's coming against you than your angel. Now, we don't pray to our angel. We don't look for our angel. It might show up. I've seen my angel. Some of you heard that story before. I had a long dialogue with my angel, and uh, my angel showed up looking like a woman. A stewardess. Yeah, thank you, Anita. No, no. If I'm in a heavenly viewpoint, I'll realize greater are they that are with me than they that are against me. Whoa. I have an angel. Uh, every once in a while I say, thank you, Lord, because you sent me a rough, rowdy angel because I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to deal with this. But you see what we do? We get so focused on the natural. No. It's, it's, it's up here. Don't always blame the devil. Sometimes it's because you where you choose to stand. I'm going to read a long passage, long passage from the Passion. Romans 8, verses 1 through 13. Jot that down. Romans 8, 1 through 13. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus. How many of you feel like that you're joined in life union with Jesus? Would you raise your hand and say, thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. Thank you for inviting me. I, I couldn't find you. You found me. You found me. 
For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from sin and death. Yet God sent his son in human form to identify with my human weakness. Clothed with humanity, God's son gave his body to be a sin offering so that God could once for all condemn and guilt and remove once and for all the guilt and the power of sin. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living in us. And we are free to live not according to the flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Spirit. Say, not the flesh, but by the Spirit. Not the flesh, but by the Spirit. You can be a, a forgiven sinner on your way to heaven and living in the flesh. And guess what? You're going to reap flesh issues because you chose. Because you, you guess what? And those. Verse 5, those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. He's caused me to sit in the heavenly places. For the sense and the reason of the flesh is death. But the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. The mindset... The mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. So if I'm not in peace, and if I'm not experiencing life, then maybe I need to check my mindset. Do I need to renew my mind to the truth of God's Word? Has my mind been so accustomed to this world that I'm not in peace in the midst of all of that? In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. You see, if you're in this flesh, if you're out of order in your spiritual life, and you know, in fact, as you're listening tonight or online, I don't have to say to you, well, if you're doing this and if you're doing this and if you're doing this, then you're living in the flesh and you're reaping right now what you're going through because you're in the flesh. I don't have to do that because as soon as I say that, then you'll say, oh, well, they just they said, said that to me. Well, you know, no, no. The Holy Spirit has laid his finger on you right now. And he's saying, quit complaining that the devil is making that to happen to you when you're feeding the flesh. When you're living in the flesh. He's already spoken to you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. You say, well, why, why do I feel this? Why do I feel this condemnation? No, that's not condemnation. It's guilt. It's guilt, not condemnation. If you're a Christian, if you're a believer, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But guess what? There is guilt. When you do wrong, there is guilt. There is guilt, right? You know, as a kid, did you take that piece of candy? No. But then there's the guilt. You, you know you did. See, when we fight in the natural, we say, I'm going to go to that person, and I'm going to tell them the reason they're going through what they're going through right now is because of what they're doing. It's what, and so they need to straighten up their act. Get your act together. Get, get, get it together. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't come, quit, quit complaining to me. Quit com ask me for prayer because what you're going through is, 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 is a choice that you're living by the Spirit. And then what does that make you feel like when somebody says that to you? No, I'm not. That's not me. You're, 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 you're trying to judge me. 
when the Holy Spirit comes that he taps that issue of your life. You say, that's me, Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. It's not my brother. It's not my sister. But it's me. And what I'm experiencing right now is a result of the life that I'm living and the things that I'm doing. Let's look at more at this scripture. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure in those who are controlled by the flesh. He doesn't say that he doesn't love you. He just finds no pleasure in you because you're being controlled by the flesh. I want this, I want this, I need peace, so I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do something else, and I, just, I want to be loved, so I'll just, I'll just, I'll live in sin, whatever I have to do. No, he's, he has no pleasure in those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you're not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit, by the Spirit. And if you're not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you're not of Him. Now, Christ lives His life in you. Wow. God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection, listen to this, God's spirit of, res of resurrection lives in you. Look at your neighbor and say, God's spirit of resurrection lives in you. Lives in you. Lives in you. He will also, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. When you live controlled by the flesh, you're about to die spiritually. But if the life of the Spirit, but if the life of the Spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, then taste his abundant life. Galatians 5 and 6 says, so I say, let the Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. I hear people say this. Well, I'm praying, I'm confessing, I'm praising, but nothing is happening. What's wrong with me? I'm praying. And Andrea says, hey, let's sing that again. And I'm trying my best to praise, but I'm not sensing anything. I'm doing what's right but I'm not sensing anything in my life. If I were to take you out to the lake and push you underwater, your natural instinct would be what? Try to breathe. Bite me off, but really it would be try to breathe, right? Is breathing a wrong thing? No. Breathing is a right thing. But you're trying to breathe in the wrong environment. And when you try to breathe in the wrong environment, you'll never get a breath. You see, if you're trying to pray in the wrong environment, no wonder your prayers are not being answered. You see, if you're trying to pray and living in the flesh, you're doing the right thing, but it's the wrong environment. When you're trying to praise and sing, even though you don't know the words, but you're living in sin, you're living according to the flesh, you're in the wrong environment, 
and all we can do. We could sing every song there is. We could have, oh, I mean, a whole orchestra up here, and you'd desire to want to do that because you're in the wrong environment because you're living in the flesh, not in the Spirit, not walking according to the Spirit. You say, well, how do I know? How do I know if I'm in the spirit and not in the flesh? Because if you're in the spirit, you don't have to try to force things. If you have to try to force things, you're in the flesh, not in the spirit. You say, why that? Because the scripture says the spirit is the ruach, the, the wind of God. What does that mean? Well, Imagine you're a sailboat and you got your sails up and you're sitting there in calm waters. Then all of a sudden, without any effort on your part, a wind comes and that wind starts carrying you and no effort by yourself. You see, when I'm living in the Spirit, when I've spent time in developing an intimacy with the Spirit, when I take time to pray and to praise in the Spirit, it's not something I have to force. Well, I've got to make this happen. I've got to pray harder. I've got to push harder. i got to, no, no. I'm going to wait. That Holy Spirit will begin to breathe and to begin to push me along. Prayer and walking in the Spirit is a lifestyle. It's not coming to church for a visit. Too many people come to church for a visit when they're in a crisis. Prayer and walking in the Spirit is a lifestyle, not coming to visit. You roll with Him all day long. The Father's house is a house of prayer. When we come in here, we need to make contact with heaven and not just attend an event. How would our life change when we even get close to this property? If we'd start making a heavenly collection, a, a, connect, a heavenly connection, and not just saying, well, I'm going to attend today so that they'll see that I'm here so nobody will call me and say, we missed you in church. No, I'm going to start making a connection so when I walk in here and we begin to worship, you feel that connection. It's so that Andrea doesn't have to get up and do calisthenics, spiritual calisthenics, and spit every direction to try to get, some, get you stirred up on Sunday. You stayed up late on Sunday. Saturday night watching some on pornography on Saturday night and think just by attending church on Sunday morning it's going to do away with the lifestyle that you developed all week long you've been more focused on yourself and your own needs than Jesus saying I want you to be my disciple and I want you to care about other people I want you to be a bringer I want you to build a bridge to the lost he said the last thing go into all the world and reach the lost one of the reasons that we're not walking in peace and victory is that we're so focused on our stinking self that we have lost the ability to build bridges to the lost you build a bridge to the lost you see somebody give their heart to the Lord and you talk about singing in the spirit walking with a skip why because you're doing what God wants us to do so I'm saying tonight wake up let's get in the heavenly realm let's see the day-to-day -day activity through his heart and his spirit you say okay then if I do that then I'll have no issues right no Sometimes he takes you out of the storm. Sometimes he takes you through the storm. 
But most often, he says, I'll give you the strength. Now deal with it. Deal with it. Right in the midst of the evil day, you deal with it. Why? Because there's somebody looking at your life, and they're going to say, how could you go through what you're going through and still have such a love for God? Why? Because you believe that God is going to give you the strength to make it through. Because when you've done all you know to do, you stand. You stand. It's all in your perspective. It's a story of those guys that went to Alaska, you know, uh, and wolves were overpopulating Alaska, and they had needed to get rid of them. They were given $5,000 per wolf if you would kill a wolf. The two guys went to Alaska. They got their tent. They went to sleep that night. They had their guns ready. In the middle of the night, one guy woke up, and he looked outside because he heard something growling. And all he could see was eyes, and he flashed his flashlight, and he realized they were surrounded by like 25 wolves that are growling and looking at them. And he woke up his friend, and he said in panic, look, look, look out here. Look what's there. And the guy said, wow, isn't that wonderful? We are rich at $5,000 a piece. We are rich. From a heavenly perspective. So we're going to pray tonight. We're going to pray for some needs. We're going to lay hands on and pray tonight for some of you that are going through a battle that, you, that, you're, that, you're, that you're really facing. Lord, show us. Uh, first of all, we want to pray for people that are watching online. Would you just stretch your hand out like this? It's, Lord, I pray for the people that are watching online right now. Oh. Lord, I know your Holy Spirit is speaking right now. Praying for breakthrough. But more than just getting out of the problem, I'm praying, Lord, that they'll walk in the Spirit. They'll walk in the Spirit. If you're here tonight and you feel like that, you know what, I'm really, I'm really fighting. I'm really fighting a battle. But Lord's helping me tonight to see it from a different perspective. But I just need somebody to come alongside of me and help me to pray in the midst of this. If that's you, would you just get up from where you're sitting and come and stand down front, face the auditorium. I want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. Yeah, don't wait on somebody else. If it's you, it's you, okay? If there's one, there's one. If there's two, there's two. You know where you are. You know where, where, where you are right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Maybe there's somebody watching online. You say, boy, I wish I could be here. Just raise your hand or, or let us know online. I'd like for uh, Pastor Tim and Brenda, Anita, Maggie, Pastor Chris, Casey, uh, Lisa, I'd like for you to come. Uh, Lori, I'd like for you to come. Linda, please come. Linda, uh, I'd like for you to come. Uh, Andrea, Pastor Andrea. 
Now, these are not super saints, okay? Hmm. Would you just mind, this is a believer's night. Sunday mornings are different. Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 14, someone speaks in church, interrupts in church, in a tongue or prayer language, then there must be interpretation. But on a believer's night, when there are more together, especially in a spirit-filled church, there are times that we can all pray in the spirit at the same time, sing in the spirit at the same time. And there seems to be justification for that because it'd be impossible to bring an interpretation for a hundred and something people that are praying at one time in the spirit. Scripture says that we know not how to pray for as we ought. So whatever you're going through individually, those of you that are standing down here for whatever you're going through individually, we may not know how to really pray. Michael, I call, would you come and join us? You and Patty, come on up, um, Michael. I want you to come on up too. And I'm sorry, in the back, are there intercessor? Help me remember, Tim. Celeste, yes, come on, Celeste. Would you come on too? He's a part of our intercessors that pray. If you're part of the intercessory team, yes, over here. Uh, if you're part of the intercessory team that pray on Sundays and Wednesdays and Thursdays, come on up. I want you to be part of this group. Yes, I'm sorry. I, sometimes I can't see everybody at the same time, all right? But here's what I'd like for us to do. Somebody asked, how are you going to end this? I don't know. I've just not just been laying before the Lord and trying to make sense out of this because I know some of you are going through stuff. I wish I, wish I knew. I wish I knew how to, Tammy, I wish I knew how to tell you the answer. I wish I could say presto changeo. I wish, I don't know. I don't know the, the disappointment that some of you are going through, the struggle that you're going through. But I know that the Lord tonight is able to lift you to a higher place than you've ever been before. So I'd like, we're going to do this. We're going to pray in the Spirit for a while. Everyone join us. If you want to kneel, if you want to stand, if you want to come close behind those that are there, whatever, we're just going to pray in the Spirit. We're going to pray in the Spirit. Just yield for when I don't know how to pray is out. He, the Holy Spirit, prays through me. Sometimes with just moans, sometimes with groans that I don't even know. And then we'll just wait. And maybe some of our intercessors, some of our, our prayer team, our, uh, our, our people have a, a prophetic word about something special. We'll just entertain that. If you get antsy, uh, then please go leave right now, okay? So tonight is a believer's night. Uh, it's just 819, so it's, it's okay. Um, you, st you still have time to watch gun smoke. <laughs> Somebody say, what's gun smoke? Is that a Holy Spirit smoke? And I don't know. <laughs> Let's pray. I, I, and also, I'm serious with you. If, if you need to leave, if you're worried about the time, I don't, I don't feel bad to you, and you're not less than. I know some of you have to get up really early in the morning. You, you feel free to go ahead and leave. But I've stood. I've stood where some of these people have stood. And I know what it's like to feel like that you're, you're, you're all alone, and you're, and you're fighting a battle. So would you pray with me right now? Let's, let's pray in the Spirit. Shilo kota samale
If you've never received your prayer language, you can just yield right now, and you can just pray. You can just add the syllables. Let the Lord do that. If not, you can pray in English. If not, you can just moan if you want in the Spirit. Just, just in the soto those of you that are praying if you feel led to towards a particular individual just go ahead and if the Lord gives you a word just go ahead lay your hand on their on the shoulder on their arm maybe you're sitting in the audience and if you like praying for somebody that's around you just you don't have to get up or anything you can just pray for them right where you are just pray for them right where you are thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Right now, the Lord is just removing hurt from people. People are saying, you know, it's not right how I've been treated. It's not right what I'm going through. Thank you, Lord. 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 Shake it the atasas and We worship you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Those of you that are watching online, just allow the Lord to move right there in your home. Those tears that you're, you're shedding right now, let them be tears of cleansing, tears that the Lord is working in your life, in your life, in your life. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, 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 Lord. Any of the prayer team, you, you have a word? Lisa, you have a word? You want to come on? I need to get the mic for me, please. Hallelujah. 
I had a vision during worship and it went with what Pastor Anita released and it went, it was woven completely throughout Pastor Terry's message. And I heard the Lord asking, what is harder to do? Walk up the stairs or walk down the stairs? Well, of course it's harder. It takes more energy, more effort to walk upstairs, right? But that's why he sent Jesus down the stairs for us, for you. He sent Jesus to rescue you. And then I saw him doing CPR, giving new, fresh life, fresh breath. But not only did he give the fresh life, the resurrection, but then I saw him escorting back upstairs with him. Now, is that not the summation of the message he just preached? That's how important I believe it is for each and every person to hear, whether online or in the sanctuary, that he reiterated his love for each and every one of us. Yes, yes. So receive it. Receive it. Amen. What a word from the Lord. Maggie, do you have something? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do you receive that word? That was a great prophetic word. Do you receive that word? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Speak the word. I felt like the Lord gave you a specific word. So when we began um, this evening, uh, he, he took me to Matthew 6.34, where it basically said that we're not to worry about tomorrow, that for tomorrow we'll worry about its own things, but today is sufficient for its own trouble. Um, it said worry, and then it said trouble, and then he said... Um, there's those of us, and there might be multiple people here, that we focus so much on tomorrow that we're missing the provision of today and wow. that we're losing sight wow. of the provision that he's already given wow. us. So in our wow. worry, um, we're missing what God's already provided wow. for tomorrow. Wow. So worry is prayer in reverse. So when you worry, you're going to bring those things that you're worrying about back onto you. So you need to be speaking the word of God, and that's exactly what PT just told us. So be careful of being in the present now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good word, a good word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We judge that word as accurate. It's accurate. Even though we are in a group of community here, there are some here that are feeling alone. And the Lord is saying that I actually heard a song where he said, you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah, amen. Amen. I gave my all for you to know. You're not alone. I see your heart I know the pain you think no one understands but don't you know that I I already gave my all and don't you know that I come to set you free 
just open your eyes and look around at the beauty I give to you. Oh, I breathe my breath of life, my breath of life, and my hope into you. Oh, you're not alone, never alone. I gave you my word to you. I will be with you forever. Though people let you down, I will never. So true. So allow me to love you the way I long to. Don't push away. Don't say I don't want you, for I've seen it all, and I gave my all yes. already for you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, if you receive that song, say, yeah, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great, Lori. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, earlier... I just felt like I heard the Lord say, I'm not going to force anybody. I'm not going to force anybody to follow me, to live for me, to pray, to do anything. Yeah. It's an honor and a privilege to surrender to Jesus who gave his life for us to have eternal life. He's not forcing any one of us, but if you claim to be a Christian and not do the things that Pastor was talking about and continue to live in a fleshly mindset, he's like, you're making your decision. What does the word say about being double-minded? We can't have one foot in with God and one foot in the world. So I'm not saying that to hurt anybody or to be judging, but I'm just saying God is waiting for, for surrender. And, and everything we talked about tonight doesn't mean you have to be perfect and you're never going to sin because we all sin. We all have different levels of what happens. But if our heart is pure before, before him, that's why when he saw the woman at the well and he said, a time will come. He said, I'm looking for worshipers that worship me in spirit and in truth. He knows our heart. Amen. He knows our heart. Amen. And God wants your heart. God wants your Amen. full heart. All in. 100%. Yeah. God, show me Jesus. how to live for you. Amen. Don't you feel like you'd just like to I think the Lord's still doing some things, but end out tonight with a triumphant song? worship the Lord. So I'll ask the band to come on up and get ready. Listen, I just really feel like I need to share to you. God's got you. Don't, 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 don't think that he doesn't see the desires of your heart. Okay? He sees. He sees your faithfulness. He sees your heart. Thurman, would you stand? 
I know a lot of this is, is new to you, but the Lord just really spoke to me a few minutes ago. If this makes sense to you, you, you can receive it. He said that he saw your heart years ago when you felt like you were trying to understand him. You were trying to have a heart that would worship him and, 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 and love him because you got this big heart to be and to do whatever God wants you to be or do. It's not an accident that he's brought you here for such a time as like this. Because in just a few weeks, he's done a radical thing in your heart. And it's only the beginning of what he's getting ready to do. Because you're such a man of influence there at the school where you are and among the people that you're around. Because that's been the cry of your heart. I want to make a difference in people's lives. Does that make sense? Amen. Receive that in Jesus' name. Receive that in Jesus' name. I just feel like, I feel like some of you are just, Mike, I know you're going through a lot of stuff, and it just seems like one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. But I'm going to tell you, what you've been through and how God has brought you through and, and all of those things, he's just disciplined you more and more and more as you were in the military. For some of the things that you learned, the only way you learned them is you had to go through the tough stuff. Tough stuff. I just sense that it's just this new thing God wants to do. It's just like just fingertips away. Fingertips away. Uh, if that makes sense with, with you. with you. And Linda, the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. You've prayed for a long time. God, open the doors for what I know you put in my heart. And I know you've been through sadness and difficulty. The rest is going to be the best. Jimmy, the Lord has seen your heart. And you've tried to figure out things. But you don't have to figure it out. Just put your sail up. And it'll just let the Holy Spirit just blow. Just blow. Just blow it off. Okay? Amanda, the Lord wants you to know that He really sees the effort that you've been putting forth to be that light and to do what's right. It would be easy for you to pursue things on your own. But the Lord has put a heart and a desire in you and he's going to honor your heart for what's, what's, for what's right. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Wow, man, I just, I, just, I just love you guys. I appreciate the spirit of the Lord. And those of you who are watching online, please don't give up. Do we have a song? Do we have a worthy song of a worthy Lord? Amen. Do you have a word? All right. Well, if you got an offering or tithe, you can drop it in one of the black boxes as you leave tonight or give it to an usher. But let's end out tonight by just standing and just, with all we have, let's just press in the spirit realm and let the Lord use you tonight. Let him use you. And let's just end out with a powerful, powerful anthem of worship to him.
did some great, amazing things here tonight, don't you? I know many of you received healing. I know many of you received a lot of different things. And we just want to give God great thanks for who he is and what he does and how much he loves each and every one of you.